Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way, I am Bobby Shortle, and I am here with Nikki Alfaro. Good morning, guys. <sighs> Good morning, Nikki. Welcome back. Nice to be back. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your How was your week? Pretty hectic. Um, I just moved, so this is my new place. You can't really see it because the light's kind of dim. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you live in a cave. Yep. <laughs> Um, but, but it does look like a bigger room because the, the wall is not so close to your back as it usually is when you do yep. these things. Yep. I, um, it's my living space. You can kind of see a bookshelf back there and my TV. Mm -hmm. There's a blank canvas over here. Don't know what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> awesome. 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 Um, we're starting a little bit late today. It's my fault. I got stuck in traffic on the, on the way to the studio. Um, and uh, I left a little bit, little late anyway, because I was trying to finish off. I didn't get a chance to. I was trying to finish off uh, watching the final Daily Show from from last night. Oh. <laughs> I uh, I got through. I think maybe half of it, but I got to see the big kind of correspondence. Everybody coming back and the and the Stephen Colbert bit like made me cry. <laughs> so uh, it was a good way to start the morning. <laughs> um. So uh, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss it. I mean, it's been a. It started when I was in high school, I guess. So, uh, you know, John Stewart hosting it. So, and I remember way back then being like, "Oh, this show's gonna suck." Craig, <laughs> Craig Kilborn is leaving, and I was obviously very, very wrong about that. So, uh, good luck to Trevor Noah, who's taking over for him. Um, but uh, I recommend it, even if you haven't watched the show in years or anything like that, checking out the last episode because it's pretty great. It's a pretty great last episode of the show. Um, so, Nikki. Yes. It's it's uh we have a it's been a light couple of weeks for like just straight news from from the comic book world. I feel like we haven't had really news to talk about on the show in in, in a while. But uh, some some news out of like I guess the Fox movie end of, of Marvel stuff uh, this week. Uh, Tuesday night, I think at about eleven o'clock. Uh, the Deadpool trailer premiered on Conan O'Brien, and it was Red Bands. Ryan Reynolds was there, and the trailer premiered. And I think since then, combined with the Red Band, the Green Band has been watched like 15 million times, or or, or, or something like that. Uh, we had heard a lot of buzz coming out of Comic Con about about the movie, about the trailer. What did you? First of all, Nikki, are you a fan of Deadpool? And then, what do you think of the trailer? Um, not really a fan of Deadpool at all. I mean, I liked him in uh, Remender's X-Force, Uncanny X-Force. Um, I think he works well in a team like that. Um, but other than that, I haven't really given any, like, there, I haven't read anything. <laughs> but he's very popular at the store, so I'm thinking maybe I should read some Deadpool at some point. <laughs> um, but I did watch the trailer. I actually like the teaser trailer a lot more. It was very funny. Oh, the thing where he's like the masterpiece <laughs> theater type of dealio? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it was kind of weird um, the way that it started out kind of serious or I don't know. They, I, I know that they were trying to do that, like make fun of that kind of movie, but it just felt unbalanced. Um, but the action looks pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm trying to do some, uh, you know, um, some magic here, so we can look at it while it's while we're talking about it. Wait, here we go. 
Wait a second. I think we can see it now, right? Can you see it? Yep. Can you, can you see the yeah. bullshit? There it is. Can you see it? Back to you. Back to I me? See it for oh, a second. I, I, put, I, put, I put it full screen and then went back to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> So there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this does not want us to show the Deadpool trailer, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see if I can get it, to get it to play while it's just doing it. There. Can you see it now? Is it playing? Can you see it? This is yes. great. I'm very smooth. Um, so, oh, you have to look at the YouTube window because for some reason I can't do full screen and you still <laughs> see it. Um, so, so uh, I... I love the trailer. I, I thought that I, I'm a I'm a moderate Deadpool fan. I would say he's definitely not a character that I pick up monthly, and it's definitely not a character I feel like every writer gets right. I, I think that yeah, I, I agree with you, Nikki. My my favorite Deadpool is far and away the Uncanny X Force Deadpool, but I do feel like um, Colin Bunn has done a really good job with him on these sort of miniseries they've done, like the Deadpool Illustrated stuff, uh, Deadpool Kills Deadpool. And Night of the Living Deadpool and stuff like that. They've all been really good miniseries. And I, I, I very much enjoyed them. And I like the character in, in Doses. And the trailer seems like, A, it gets, it gets a character, whether you like that character or not, I think better than most other movies have flat out just gotten a, a comic book character. I mean, it seems like the most undistilled version of Deadpool you could possibly imagine, you know, being in, being, being in a movie, w whether it be, you know, his weapon X origins or his completely messed up face or, or, or whatever, or the gore and the, and the kind of crassness. He's even, you know, kind of talking to the camera at times, uh, as, as we're seeing right now on, on the thing. Uh, and, and I think all of that, it, it really speaks to, a commitment to, you know, to what it's doing and to to the to the movie, and, and I think that the movie's going to blow up in, in a crazy way, uh, which I don't think even a lot of people are expecting because he's not. Even though he's huge in the comic book world, I don't know how big he is. He's not as big a character outside the comic book world, but I think it's going to change dramatically after this. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different. Uh... I don't want to say superhero film. It's not really a superhero. Oh, he's still a superhero. He's just not. <laughs> he's, he's just not. Uh, you know, squeaky clean superhero. Uh, <laughs> but the, the the version of Deadpool I've always liked is that he kind of he wants to be like a hero. He just doesn't quite know how to do it. Type of thing. And that's what I feel like the the the, the movie is going to feature. Um, did you find it to be the, the trailer to be funny at all, Nikki? Yeah. Um, I liked all the jabs to Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely will see it. Um, I, I'm excited to see Colossus. I think mm. that's what I'm most excited to see because he's one of my favorite X-Men characters. Yeah, I, I guess... I get, apparently they had announced that prior to this trailer coming out, but I didn't remember it. So when he popped up in the trailer, I was excited. I was like, wow, it's Colossus. That's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to just, it's not that far away now at this point, really. I mean, it's February 
So we're, we're, we're not that far away from the movie. And I, I, and I, it, it took so long to get the movie made and we've heard so much so long about the making of the movie and, and, and the attempts to get the movie made with that script that's been bumping around for a very long time. And, you know, I, I will say it's funny that it's this movie of all the movies where finally they're using <laughs> the real costume from the comics in the movie. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like it, 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 in, these, in the in the X Men universe, I mean, not not in all the movies, not in all comic movies, obviously, but in the X Men universe, it's really the first time they're just like, here's the costume, you know, and, and this is what it looks like. So, like the end, I especially love that his eyes are whited out because that's like a superhero thing that we have not seen in any movie. Batman has never had his eyes whited out. You never see the eyes whited out in, on, on costumes. And I really hope that becomes a trend. Yes. It's so weird. I think that's the weirdest part for me, <clears throat> seeing uh, like live action adaptions, like being able to see their eyes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it stops. I, I never understand why with Batman they don't do it, at least some of the time. They, they sort of played with it in The Dark Knight for a little bit when he has like that invention he's using to scan and like listen to everybody's conversations. Or whatever, and he has those things over his eyes, and that was the closest he's ever gotten. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and, and I'm excited to see w what it's all about. Uh, the the other big thing that's happening, right? So Fantastic Four is opening, or has has opened at this point now. It's Friday morning, obviously, when we're we're doing this live, and you know we've been talking about the movie for a long time, and, and what we think it's going to be, and, and what we're what we're talking about, and but the reviews started hitting this this week and they've been very poor uh rotten tomatoes has it at about i think it's up to 10 percent at this point it was it was Ouch. as low as seven. it was as low as seven yesterday uh but we're, there's still a lot of reviews that have not come in from a lot of big outlets so when those poor and I, I imagine it will settle somewhere still low but I'm, I'm guessing closer to 15 or 20 than something as low as eight or, or, or something like that and you know i haven't seen the movie yet so this isn't really a comment or a review on the movie, um, but I, I, it's a new thing, I think, for the modern comic book audience to be staring into the face of a movie that's performing this poorly with all critics. It hasn't really happened for anything Marvel or DC, and I was this isn't a Marvel Studios movie, but it's still a big Marvel property, uh, with Marvel or DC that's had this much uh, bad press thrown at it b before release and it's been an interesting thing i mean I, have you read any of the reviews nikki i've seen snippets um i was kind of hoping this would be the movie where i'm just gonna be like this is gonna suck like but then watch it and be like it's awesome mm -hmm. and i was kind of really sad that i was proven wrong or <laughs> right proven right there yeah i wanted to be proven wrong right right um, right yeah but uh, yeah, kind of really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, and there, there's a, there's, a, I, I, I'm, 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 I think a lot about reviews and the way reviews are written and the, the tenor in which reviews are written. And I think that there's some interesting stuff that's going on right now uh, with, with, with those in general, with the Fantastic Four stuff. and. Brian Verderoso hosts Talking Movies. We were talking about it the other day, and he had, had an interesting theory about it, and he goes, 
he, he talked to somebody who had seen a, a screening and he said, and, his, and it was a friend of his, and his friend said, look, it's bad. It's not a good movie. It's not as bad as people are saying. The problem with the movie is it's just kind of nothing, right? That it's just, it's very, it's, it's very bland and, and there isn't, there, it's, there isn't a ton going on. So it's kind of a blank slate in a lot of ways. And so when people go to see the movie, a lot of their prior expectations, whether whether it was to like the movie or dislike the movie, aren't really going to change because it's such a blank slate, and you're really kind of bringing a lot of your own feelings to it because the movie doesn't give you a lot back. And obviously, I don't know if that's true because I haven't seen it yet. But I, I think that we've seen, you know, some people on on, on in our community up, upset about the reviews because they've seen the movie and they don't think it's as bad. And there, there's a lot of a lot of back and forth with that stuff. And I'll say that I think that confirmation bias is, is, is a big is a big thing in, in current media. And if you don't know what confirmation bias is, it's you have a thought that a movie's gonna be a certain way or a book's gonna be a certain way or a comic's gonna be a certain way. And when you read it, regardless of regardless of what it actually is, you're too stubborn to to admit that it's different than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, and I, I, it's a big thing, but and I think that I want people to know in our review because this is going to be a contentious thing. I think in our review on the podcast this week, uh, regardless of who's on it, we still I still don't know if Bob's seeing the movie. That's still up in the air. Uh, we're going to do our best to not have that be a thing and just judge the movie for for what it is and and what it's giving us. And uh, much like we did with a lot of the movies, we're going to try to separate the reviews into kind of it as a movie, it as an adaptation of of the Fantastic Four. Um, I mean, what do you think about that, Nikki? Do you, do you think that it becomes an issue with people like they believe something's gonna be bad, and so no matter what it actually is, or they think it's gonna be good, and so no matter what it actually is, they just believe it's that thing, regardless? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for me, I always have the opposite where if people hype it up to me too much, I'm just gonna be let down. Um, but I definitely think that especially for something as beloved as Fantastic Four people are going to have high expectations regardless so it's never going to make those fans happy <laughs> no I, I, absolutely not and I mean I, my hope for the movie always was that I was going to not like it as a Fantastic Four movie but possibly like it as, as a, a science fiction movie I like Josh Trank's last movie his only movie and I was hoping that this would I'd be like, oh man, I wish that was a better Fantastic Four movie, but at least it was a pretty good science fiction movie. And, and it doesn't seem like it's even going to be that at that point. And, and obviously the kind of House of Cards is falling down as Josh Trank has been out there on Twitter basically saying the studio ruined the movie. And, you know, at, at one point he's been mad at critics for bashing it so hard. He's mad at the studio for apparently taking the movie away and cutting a lot out of it. And it, there's an ugliness going on around the movie that regardless of how good, the, good or bad the movie actually is always sort of bothers me. I, I think the reviews in general have been, a lot of the reviews I've read have been oddly mean-spirited and not just from kind of like the geek geek side of things because I would sort of expect that. But even from the regular movies, I mean, I read a, the Rolling Stone review from Peter Travers and it was ridiculously hyperbolic about how bad the movie is. And I, I'm wondering why this movie is that movie that even people who don't care about the Fantastic Four are, are, are jumping on as, as a whipping boy at this point. Do you have any theories, Nikki, as, as to why? 
I don't know, actually. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, the superhero I, bubble, maybe? Maybe they're trying to burst the superhero bubble? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's like superhero saturation. <clears throat> like, there's just so much at this point. They're looking for the weak spot to just be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, and I, the other thing too, I was, I'll, I'll say is like some of the reviews, are, I've seen a couple of them. A, they they said this is the third attempt to make a franchise. We you can't really count the the, the first Roger Corman, uh, like movie that was made for like ten dollars. Even though Bob loves it and loves the spirit of it, um, that's not really a count for the start of the franchise. And people are saying though, like, oh, the three chances to make the movie, maybe the Fantastic Four just don't aren't good enough characters to be in movies, and that's a ridiculous statement, obviously. It's ridiculous. It's a ridic It's like saying that, you know, a, a character, or, or it's like saying Electra couldn't isn't a good character because her movie was horrible. You know, it's it's like you have to make a good movie first, and if the good movie doesn't succeed, then you can, you know, then you can say, uh, oh, these characters probably maybe aren't gonna translate into in, into the larger audience. This movie is getting much worse press than Spider-Man got, Amazing Spider-Man 2 got when it opened. Do you think this is going to open the door, Nikki, for Marvel to step in and be like, hey, why don't you just let us take the characters back and we'll co-produce a movie and stuff like that? I don't think so. <clears throat> Only because Fox has its own universe going on. I think even if Fantastic Four is a failure, they still have the X-Men franchise. Maybe it could help yeah. it along the way. <laughs> that's 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 true. I mean, we do we did hear this this week that Fox is in negotiations with Marvel to do uh, an X Men television show, Th and because uh, Fox owns the the screen rights to the feature version of the X Men, but Marvel owns the rights to the X Men in every other medium, so that they can produce TV shows, live action or animated, with them if they wanted to, all that kind of stuff. They wouldn't produce a live action show by themselves because even if they did it, they it would be in they it would be kind of you know advertising for the X Men movies, which I'm sure they don't want to advertise for because they don't make any money off of them. But uh, Fox and Marvel are trying to come to an agreement about the X Men TV show, and maybe Marvel can slip in there in those negotiations. Yeah, we'll let you do the TV show if you let us take the Fantastic Four back and. <laughs> and do our thing. That's my uh, that's my prediction. Anyway, um, are you are you going to see the movie this weekend, Nikki? Probably not this weekend. Um, I might see it eventually, but um, guess I'll wait for the Talking Comics review to see if I really want to pay for it. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure a review is really going to make you want to see it, Nikki. <laughs> uh, have you read any books yet this week? Yes, I've read a ton of books. Um, I, I've been writing reviews for my shop, so I will be writing a review on We Stand on Guard, number two, which was oh, excellent. It was good. I, I, read, I, only read the first, I was reading my books yesterday, and I read, um, I was kind of most excited about We Stand on Guard and uh, Airboy, and so they're kind of last on my pile. And I read all my other books first. And so I got to We Stand on Guard and it was late and I was like falling asleep. But at the very beginning, I saw the, the scene where 
the kind of the American soldier like knocks out that guy and calls him a, a damn Canuck or, or whatever, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting to see that um, that kind of hatred on Canadians. Why would you mm -hmm. hate us? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's I'm I'm really sad that it's going to be ending in two issues. Um, but hopefully, Brian K. Vaughan will go back to it eventually, have it explore more of the world. Um, what else did you read? Uh, I read, I, I, I spent most of yesterday reading my Battle World stuff, kind of getting through the, the Marvel stuff. So, Renew Your Vows, n number three, which, which I really enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, the ending of the book, I think, really gets me excited for what's going to come in the next couple issues and what it could mean. Uh, there's especially like a teaser image in the back for, like, I think, the cover of the next issue, and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool cover. So, I'm, I'm, I, I really, I liked that. I actually liked all the Battle World stuff I read this week. I, I read another issue, uh, Future Imperfect, which I think is yes. a really, really good series. Um, Siege <laughs> as well. Oh which my I, gosh, which I'm really... Siege. I love Siege so much. <laughs> Are you a big Abigail Brand uh, fan? Uh, Miss America. Um, I'm a fan of Miss America Chavez and uh, Leia from Hell. Oh, yeah, like, Leia. Yeah. The Leia stuff is awesome. Uh, are, were you a Journey into Mystery fan? Yeah, I read um, a good chunk of it, but um, I didn't have the actual copies and it's one of those like the complete collections the complete collections we have it at the store but it's always we have a lot of things at the store i have a i have a long list of things that are on hold for me it's kind of it's really dangerous <laughs> um is that where you kind of started liking the character is is in that series though yeah and then young avengers as well yeah you both both are great her arc in during the mystery is excellent and uh, yeah, she, it's great that she's there and, and and part of that. The whole cast is really cool. And I really like Philippe, on, Philippe Andre's art in that book. I, I like how it's very much him, but it's also different. It also has like a, a much, uh, it has a different style and different feel to it than his Captain Marvel stuff. The spreads are, are absolutely gorgeous. That's what caught me. It reminds me a lot of the uh, spreads in Descender, like that kind of like big scope. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I read other stuff, other Marvel books as well, which my brain is just completely, completely forgetting right now. Uh, <laughs> Did you read uh, Civil War? No, I'm not reading Civil War. Um, uh, how is it? I've been enjoying it so far. I think um, it's Charles Soule writing, right? Yes. Uh, I think he gets the characters a lot more than um, the original Civil War uh, storyline did. Um, like Tony Stark isn't as much of an asshole. <laughs> like you kind of understand his reasoning, and he's he's pretty reasonable as well. Uh, the whole thing is that both sides are tired of the war, but neither wants to like admit. At least, or there there was. Um, they, they were meeting to talk and then the moderator was shot and killed and each side is eager to blame the other. Um, but both Steve and Tony are kind of just like, I think 
there's more to it than that. And they both send their own agents to find out. So it's a really interesting plot. So that is really cool. That I mean, the reason really I, I never started reading it was exactly because I am not a huge fan of the original event. And I would didn't I wasn't really excited about hero versus hero stuff. So that, that's why I, I didn't pick it up. But that sounds actually pretty interesting as far as the story goes. Um, I am right now trying to find, look up the uh, issues that I'm forgetting that, <laughs> that I read. I'm not being rude, I promise. Or I am being rude, but there's a reason why I'm being rude, I think would be uh, the real thing that, that I'd be saying here. Uh, oh, Ms. Marvel. Oh, yes, uh, I read that as well. Last Days, which I have to say, I liked, but I don't know, there was some like clunky dialogue between the two of them, it, it didn't feel as smooth and as kind of natural as it's felt up until this point. Um, and maybe it's just the super high expectations <laughs> and desire to see the crossover between those two characters, between Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel. Yeah. But there was something about it that just didn't, it didn't hit like I wanted it to. And, and it's still very good, obviously. You know, one issue where I felt like it was a little bit clunky is not is not does not take away from how good the series has been uh, since since it started. But it disappointed me to to be honest, it, just for that for that reason. So, uh, oh, but the uh, issue did not disappoint me, and I'll talk about it now. You know, I might talk about it again on on the on the show on Tuesday. Is group number three, which was awesome. Um, Groot's been great. All three issues have been awesome. And uh, I did not expect... Like, I expected to like it, uh, but I did not expect to like it as as much as I have been. Are, are you reading it, Nikki? No, I, I haven't really been reading a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Mm. Um, it's on my list of something to pick up in trade. Uh, starting with, like, the main Guardians of the Galaxy series and then Star-Lord and then making my way down the team list. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Jeff uh, Loveness is, is the writer on it, and he's doing a great job there. But the, the real star of it, I think, is uh, Brian Kessinger, who is the artist on it. It's just wonderful art. It's, it's great cartooning. Uh, it's charming and sweet and, and funny. And, uh, but there, there's also a nice kind of emotional center to the book, and this issue featured Don and Norin, the uh, Silver Surfer, uh, meeting up with Groot, and all their interaction was really, really great. Uh, this is a, it's a great all-ages book. I think you can give it to anybody to read, and, and I think that it's, a, it's also a very nice companion to Scotty Young's uh, Rocket Raccoon that's obviously, at this point, um, is over, and we don't know what, what's, what's the future of, of all that, but really, really great. I, I recommend, if you're interested in the character at all, picking it up, if you're interested in just great cartooning, to pick it up, because it's, it's a really great series. Really, really great. Uh, yeah, and also nothing to do with uh, Battle World or or Secret Wars. If that's if that's not your not your bag, but yeah, I have Airboy. We stand on guard, and I have uh, uh, Green Lantern forty three to read still, which I have not got a chance to dive into yet, which I'm excited about because uh, I've really really enjoying the last two Green Lanterns since the return from Convergence. So. I think the only DC title I picked up was the uh, Gods and Monsters Wonder Woman. Did you read it? Yeah, it, it was really good. How was it? Um, I really like 
the character Becca. Um, she's, I think out of the, th the three characters, she's not as far from Diana um, as like the other, like Batman and Superman. They're totally different from the, our, our Batman and Superman. Um, hmm. So uh, it, it was really great to see. She kind of goes on this journey um, going from the uh, apocalypse to Earth. And she, she gets there um, pretty far back in time, but she doesn't really age. So she, you kind of just see her journey up until the 60s, um, learning about the world. And then um, it's very much, you, you, as much as she's uh, portrayed as being a more violent Wonder Woman uh, in the film, you, you get to see a lot more of the compassion here in this issue. So it, it was really good. How was the movie, by the way? I enjoyed it. Um, there were it was there was a lot of problems with um, like representation and fridging, um, but on the whole, uh, it was very very enjoyable. Um, I I thought I wouldn't like Superman because I'm I'm a very big Superman fan, and anything like don't add dark and gritty to to Superman. But because he's a completely different character. He's um, Zod's son, and he okay. was raised in a completely different environment. Um, it's it's a lot more understandable that he'd be a lot more uh, violent and um, less tolerant to crime. Mm. It's essentially like an Elseworlds story, right? Yeah, and I really enjoy Elseworlds stories. Um, yeah. So it it was is pretty good. I am really enjoying all all of these titles. Awesome, awesome. Um, have you ever read uh, Speeding Bullets, Nikki? Is that the one where he was taken? Uh, Superman was taken in by the Wayne, so yes. he ended up. Yeah, yeah. That that that's, one. That's was a it. really great one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a great Elseworlds. That's what I on the Elseworlds I always recommend to people to to check out because it's just a really cool inverse of of, of that story which I really like. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for, for comics and coffee this week. I will not be here next week, but I believe Nikki will, will do a, a show. And each time that you've done one, you've done a great job. So I'm looking forward to watching that myself. Thanks. So um, Joey, the guy that I tend to wrap a uh, dragon to co-host with me is actually moving in with me next weekend. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That works out then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Bobby Shortle. Uh, Nikki? I am at I am Asian Batgirl. Uh, and Talking Comics is obviously at Talking Comics. Uh, thank you for starting your day out the nerdy way with us. And Nikki will see you next week.